15 minutes before I went on stage, they decided to uh, to shut down the feed, and it was very suspicious. But uh, we're, I fully expect, we don't have numbers past the first couple months of 2022, but I fully expect over the next three to five years, we're going to continue seeing the base level of deaths increase substantially unless they find a way to fix the damage done by these shafts. They know that they're going to be held accountable. Uh, they need to get Fauci out of there because they need to get him in a nice, cushy private sector job where they'll pay him a lot of money for the rest of his life to never talk about where the bodies are buried because Fauci knows too much. You know, meanwhile, they want to uh, do everything they can to obfuscate. I've been talking about for over a year now. They're going to blame Trump for this. The law requires them to weigh the risk and the benefit. They broke the law. It's time for accountability. Thank you all. Are you tired of feeling tired? Have you been searching for solutions to feel better but find yourself lost in the mousetrap of big pharma-driven medicine? If this is you, then you are ready to become the hero of your own health recovery by joining Dr. Glidden's self-help health recovery program. You'll find solutions to a wide range of ailments based on Dr. Glidden's 33 years of clinical experience as a licensed naturopathic physician. Listeners of my show will receive a three-month subscription for only $69, less than one doctor's visit. You will receive extensive interviews with top health experts and a library of videos to help you. You will also have access to Dr. Glidden twice a week to ask questions in his live Q&As so you will not be on your own. This subscription normally sells for $360 a year, but with this offer, you will get three months for $69. Start your journey to better health today with the link below or find the link at sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Tom Rents coming back to the program and I got to tell you, he is always has bomb share, shells to share with my audience, and this is no different. He was at Clay Clark's Awakening Tour in New York, and Verizon cut the feed right before he was going to go on. They're afraid to hear what he's going to say today on my show, and he always has bomb shells to share. And so, I I want to hopefully you will make this go viral, or you will figure out how to watch his his uh, presentation because. And I'm going to play it at the end of this show, but I want to make sure that more, way, way more people watch that presentation than who would have if they went to cut that line because they need to pay <laughs> for everything they do. It creates a boomerang that's twice as strong, five times as strong. I want to make sure everybody sees this presentation and sees the bombshells that he has in that presentation. And we're going to talk about, he's going to talk about it and then if you watch the presentations, you'll get a lot more of the details about what he's going to talk about, which you will want to hear. Before I get into that, I want to remind you to go to my website. Please support the lawsuit, the freedom of speech lawsuit that we have going on. We have a little bit more in this leg. We have a hearing scheduled for October 17th. So it's coming up quick and it is so promising. Again, we have a little bit more to raise, and you can find that information at sarahwestall.com. Thank you so much for those of you who've already supported it. It's been a lifesaver. We, I, you know, I told Tom after we were off air that for some reason, I just know we're going to have what it takes to keep going on this fight because it's the right fight. And every time something happens, just things just keep going. I just, I don't know why I have faith. And I, I got to not put all my heart basket <laughs> into this because, you know, maybe it's just something that'll set somebody else up to win at some point. But I, I don't know. There's just, I really think at each step of the way, things keep coming together. And um, we're going to have to raise more money after this because I'm pretty sure we're going to get to the Supreme Court. And it's just a uh, matter of time. And so that this is, we just got to finish this piece. Again, October 17th is a hearing. And of course, it's going to be aired on YouTube, but people can watch it. So people are going to be able to watch the public hearing 
on our freedom of speech case. And if you want to read more about it and you can see all the different um, court filings, they're all up there. I'm going to put, the, I want to be completely transparent with the money. So I'm, and I'm putting it together for the people in the lawsuit now so they can see everything of what was spent, how much we have in, everything else. Because you shouldn't be afraid that this, anything that you donate to this will go directly to the cause. It's not going to me. It's not going to anybody else. It's going directly to pay our fees. So you know, and you can be assured of that. But anyways, let's get into this fantastic conversation with my friend, Tom Rents. Tom, welcome back to the program. Hey, Sarah, thank you so much for having me. It's been way too long. It has been too long. I uh, had to get you back on. You have so much that you're working on, and I am aware of a speech that you were giving given at the last Awaken, you know, Clay's Awaken tour in New. I think it was in New York, where they shut off your speech, or they sh they cut the lines 15 per 15 minutes before you were going to go on, so that I think it's because they didn't want you to be heard. What the heck were you going to say? that bothered him so much that they cut the lines. Yeah. yeah, about about 15 minutes before I went on stage, they decided to uh, to shut down the feed, and it was very suspicious. But, uh, I, you know, there's kind of two answers to this. There's what I think that they thought I was going to talk about, and there's what I did talk about. I don't know which one they didn't want you guys to see, but both are important. What we talked about, was I had a whistleblower came forth and had the Social Security master death file. Now, this is a really, really, really important story. The reason for this is, is so we've seen a lot in the media lately about insurance companies and other things reporting about all these excess deaths. The thing about that is, is those are private companies. So, so Fauci and crew can say, oh, we didn't have this data. You know, we didn't know it was private, so we didn't have this. The thing is, though, is the Social Security Administration master death file is something they did have. They can't argue that they didn't have that. It's clear as day they had. It's a government document. It's right there. And there's no analysis. It's just raw numbers. So we looked at the Social Security master death file, and I, I just, it couldn't be more clear. If we look... Now, we had to shut down our country. We had to mask people up. We had to lock them in their houses because this terrible death spike that we had from COVID, right? So I'm looking right now to, at my other screen where I'm looking at the graph. That spike in co from COVID, the initial emergence of COVID, you know, was uh, March, April, uh, May of uh, 2020. There are two spikes that completely dwarf that. And those two spikes occurred with the initial release of the jabs and then when the jabs were mandated for kids going back to school and such. Those two spikes blew that away. The number of deaths that occurred when they first released this jab, uh, which, remember, when they first released it, they really focused on getting it to people who were quote-unquote vulnerable, at yep. risk. Yep. So they pushed this into every nursing home they could. They all died. I know. Fauci knew this. I know. He couldn't miss it. The numbers are indisputable. I mean, it's the highest. So we graphed this going back to 2010. And I've got the speech up on my uh, on my website at rens-law.com. And we graphed it. And you can see the highest number of deaths that have occurred on record since 2010 occurred when they released this. There's no question this was killing more people than than we could possibly imagine. They knew it, and yet they continued to push authorization. They had to shut our country down, mask our country, lock us in our houses because of this tiny little spike that occurred when COVID come out. But when they give this death jab that's killing way more people, literally hundreds of thousands more people, no response other than to tell more people they need to give it. Other than to, to this is, put this put, is other other than to mandate it. I mean, right? They mandated it on healthcare workers and they mandated it on the military. Yes, they did. And when the mandates came in, more well, there was another spike in deaths. And you can look at this graph, and it's just indisputable. I mean, it's clear as day. The other thing that, that I've got in the same presentation that we showed was that initial spike that occurred back in you know March or June of 2020. 
it coincided with a complete drop because we also pulled the Medicare Medicaid numbers for inpatient stays. The number of patients in the hospital just dropped dramatically because, you know, Fauci and his crew, of Mer his merry band of liars, were out there telling everybody they were going to die if they left their houses. So nobody went to the hospital. So people were dying of all sorts of things that had nothing to do with COVID. You know, you get a heart attack, you don't go to the hospital, you die. Is that the original spike? It wasn't even COVID. It was because I had the excess or I had the CDC numbers and there really wasn't the original numbers from like um, January through April kind of thing and back, you know, 2020, um, most of 2020 yeah. didn't show excess deaths. And then I downloaded the CDC numbers in June, three months later, and they back changed all those numbers to match their graphs. So I don't know what the reality yep. is. I, they, did they create these excess deaths uh, with the CDC numbers or were the excess deaths really just because they locked us down or because it was a manufactured flu. So basically, cause the flu went away. So basically they, they took the coronavirus, the cold, the flu, and then they, they made it worse. So maybe it was just, it replaced the flu numbers. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but there really wasn't that much of an excess death according to their numbers, but I don't even know what to believe. Yeah, so I mean, obviously they're not above changing numbers, but uh, as we saw with the DoD, that's right. But so what the graphs show and what the numbers show that we have, and I want to make clear: so coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, it's killed people. I know people who've died from it. Yeah, people I yep, love. Yep. So I'm not a denier. I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I, You're you know, right. I've got no. Yeah, and I, I know all the people who talk about is germ theory real and that sort of stuff. I don't, I don't have the stuff. No. I don't have the. No. I don't have. I'm not into that argument. No, okay? either, yeah, no. Um, no. Yeah. No. I, I'm so just saying. I, yeah, I don't. I, I don't. Have the belief uh, that coronavirus. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We're having a d little bit of a delay. I'm just saying no, that no. on this channel, I haven't gone there either because I don't think it helps our cause because the real problem no. isn't this, the, the virus. The real problem is the vaccine and the government's reaction to this pandemic. That killed more people than anything else. And the fact right. that they, we had, and maybe we have a, a treatment for the flu and bad flus and variations, but we had treatments and then they shut that, the treatments down and mandated and paid for um, remdesivir and their protocols to be used, which were only 50% effective. So they were killing people in the hospitals. So that's why yep. I don't go there because it doesn't help our cause. It doesn't, all it does is distract. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It does. It does. It doesn't help at all. So I, you know, I'm not into that. But what I can show, tell you for sure is that while I do believe that so COVID killed a fair number of people, what the numbers show indisputably is that a large amount of those people probably died from not getting treatment. They, they, the, there's a huge dip in the number of inpatient stays. And because of that, you know, that means that consequently a number of people are going to be dying from other things that they might have been in the hospital for. So that initial spike, which really isn't that big, is compounded already by miscategorization of other diseases like the flu well, and also the reduction the in inpatient stays. They didn't treat the flu either. Right. So right. well, people who would have been normally. No, they didn't treat anything that could be called COVID. They quit treating and then people died. That's right. That's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I said, the speech is up there. Um, I think we posted the presentation too. If we didn't, I'll get that up there. But, uh, you so know, this big, stuff is indisputable. And like I said, the how big are these numbers and are they growing? Because people are, I got to tell you that the regular, cause I, I've been covering this for a long time. Right. And I knew that there's going to be a, a surge of death from this vaccine and it's starting to happen. But yeah. as this is happening, yep. Regular people who haven't been haven't been following this stuff have realized that their loved ones are dying, and so all these the words getting out like wildfire, right? That's probably why the CDC buckled yeah. last week. They you know had a meltdown, which I want to talk a little bit about that. But so now they're they're starting. Yeah. Are, are we seeing these numbers grow? Because people are getting really scared. Well, so our numbers only go to the first couple months of 2022, but yeah, we are. Um, and I think you're, 
So you're, when this happens, what you, gotta, what you see in the numbers and what I think you're going to continue to see is, so if we look at, say, uh, right around the time of authorization, you know, January, February 2020, when a lot of people were getting it, or I'm sorry, 2021, um, when, when that happened, there's this huge spike. So when you get these jabs, there's a lot of people that die within the first few weeks. Then, after that, if you survive that, you've got the gene therapy uh, trains your body to continue producing the spike protein. So then you have longer term issues. Now, if you remember, Sarah, you and I have talked about this. I said, you know, the real danger is three to five years out. Yeah, yeah. And the reason for that is, is that so the, and this is established. So fact check away, brother. Uh, any fact checkers listening, go ahead. You pull up the 2019 SEC filings by Moderna. And they talk about these being gene therapies. They, they talk extensively about mRNA being a gene therapy. So we know this is a gene therapy. What that means is, is if they're encoding into your, your body uh, a messenger RNA that, that trains your body to continually produce these spike proteins long term. Well, the spike proteins are a pathogen, which means they're dangerous for you. So the problem is, is if you don't die right away, your body's going to continue producing this poison for we don't know how long, maybe indefinitely. Well, and it, so then you get a gradual increase in the population of people who've gotten these that start seeing cancers develop. They start seeing blood clots develop. They start seeing these things happen, and it happens over time. So there's going to be a not only is there the initial big spike in deaths that we see right away when people get it. But there's also going to be continued ongoing health problems where people, uh, you know, over the next three, five, ten years, you know, their bodies keep producing this poison. And so they keep getting all these additional health issues. And so, so yes, the answer is we're, I fully expect we don't have numbers past the first couple months of 2022, but I fully expect over the next three, three to five years, we're going to continue seeing the base level of deaths. Yeah, increase substantially unless they find a way to fix the damage done by these jabs. And do you think that the shedding issue is an issue? Are we seeing that yet? Because people are worried about the shedding issue, right? That the people who are, have the vaccine can spread it to others. Is that, are you seeing more data to conclude that or are you not sure yet? So, I am firmly of the belief that we should be concerned about shedding, but I don't have conclusive proof of the the issue. Here's what I know. When the FDA fraudulently uh, approved Cominardi, which didn't exist and still isn't available, and which uh, Pfizer stated was never going to be available in its current formulation, uh, they part of the authorization uh, or approval required that that they do a shedding study for gene therapy products. Now, you got to understand, doing a study is a very big and very expensive thing. So the FDA required and Pfizer acknowledged and was fine with doing a study on shedding and gene therapy products. Why would they do this? if they didn't think there was any opportunity for it to shed? And the answer is they wouldn't. There's no way in hell. Now, we have tons of anecdotal evidence around the country and around the world of, you know, right after you get the jab, it appears that some of the people around you may, I mean, we see kids, you know, young girls who are, who are you know, menstruating and things like that. Um, we've heard all these stories. It's very anecdotal. So we don't have definitive proof, but we have strong evidence that this is a real issue. Now, it appears to me, and I'm guessing a little bit here, but I'm, it's an educated guess. It appears to me that this is happening, uh, but it also appears to me that the shedding probably d diminishes over time to some extent. How much, I don't know. You know uh, but it appears that the shedding uh, is something that probably the farther out you are from the jab, the less of an issue it becomes. You know, I mean, if you're, that makes sense. you know, if, yep. if grandma decides to go get her fourth booster, uh, you know, keep your kids away from her for a couple of weeks is my, is what I'm thinking, you know, but 
it, like I said, this is something that we have good evidence on, but it's not definitive proof. And so there is a bit of speculation there, but I, I certainly do think it's an issue. Well, let's talk about two things then. You know, the CDC had a complete meltdown last week, and they want to restructure their whole organization. That coincides with Fauci stepping down, yeah. right? Um, uh, so yeah. is, are they just, um, is Walensky just trying to weasel out of her responsibility of being, you know, responsible yep. for so many deaths? Or, and this was an interesting thing yep. that a couple people sent to me, do they want us to intermingle freely now so that the shedding, I mean, this is real conspiratorial, but I don't put anything past these guys. So the shedding does get out there no. as much far and wide as possible. Well, I hadn't seen, I, no, one's, no one's asked me about that second, so I haven't really thought about that too much. But I will tell you that, and is it possible? Sure. I mean, I wouldn't put anything past them. But uh, I will tell you that in terms of the CDC meltdown, so we've been working very, very hard this summer. And we've been kind of quiet in the media because we've been working very hard on the fact that, yeah, we're going to, we, we know and I feel like we can prove Anthony Fauci funded the gain of function work in the lab in Wuhan, China, that created this disease. Yep. And we've leaked out that we're going on that and that we're working on that. And they know it's coming. And I think that they're panicked because I think that they're concerned that, you know, as this comes out, it's just too much. They created the disease. They create all these people are dying from the jabs. Um, you know, they know that they're going to be held accountable. Uh, they need to get Fauci out of there because they need to get him in a nice, cushy private sector job where they'll pay him a lot of money for the rest of his life to never talk about where the bodies are buried because Fauci knows too much. You know, meanwhile, they want to uh, you do everything they can to obfuscate. I've been talking about for over a year now. They're going to blame Trump for this. They're going to say Operation Warp Speed. You know, Trump forced us to do this. And, uh, you know, I've been asking and I'm praying that, that the Donald comes out and disavows these things and, and says, you know, they lied to me. They this, they that. Why isn't he? Because they're going to try and lay it at his feet. Because I've asked this question over and over again. That's a great question. The last year, and you know I've asked you this too. Why is he still supporting the vaccine? Now, part of me thinks that he'll get killed. Because I don't hear any congressmen coming out against the, the there's a few, but the major, vast majority are still yeah. sticking with all the other BS. They're not going towards the elephant in the room that the vaccine is killing people. And is it because it's too dangerous? Yep. I mean, I, too dangerous to their, but at the same time, it's like, at what point are you contributing to the death of of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people by staying silent. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I've been for my part and I'm a nobody, so I don't, you know, it's not like I'm calling the Donald directly, but I've been doing everything I can to get the message to him that he needs to speak out and get ahead of this. And I'm going to continue doing that. And I'm, I'm praying that he'll let us come down and brief him on this stuff, you know, so that he can be educated. I hope he's listening. You know, one of the things that people don't understand. Somebody. Yeah. Somebody's. I hope somebody's uh, me, listening yeah, from his camp. Yeah. Go ahead. I. Me too. And I hope they get it to him. One of the things you got to understand, though, people don't understand how this works, and I didn't understand how this works until you know it started going. So, and I'm going to use myself as an example. I mean, Sarah, you and I have become friends. We talk, you know, we talk off air and you know things like that, and you know who I am. I, I am literally a nobody from a small town in Ohio, wow. and I've I've been able to build a platform because I actually stand for things, and you know I'm willing to stand behind yeah. what's right. Yeah, you have integrity. You actually so believe in what you are doing. My my platform, I mean, it doesn't even it, it's not even in the ballpark of Donald Trump. I mean, it's not even I mean, it's not even in the same universe. But despite that, um, the number of phone calls, the number of things, the number of stuff that comes my way is monumental. Like, I can't even begin to tell you how busy I am. And I can't tell you how many people call me and give me bad information, give me this, give me that. And so what you end up doing is you end up praying for discernment. 
and you end up working your hardest to research everything you can and then to make the best decision you can with what you can find. Now, people say, well, this is Donald Trump. Of course he knows. Okay, so if you're Donald Trump, you have people who are really, who literally willing to spend millions of dollars to ensure that he is surrounded by people who are going to give him the message that you want him to hear. The Donald has, I mean, he's not just looking at COVID. He's looking at COVID, but he's also looking at China. He's looking at free speech. He's looking at censorship. He's looking at a million different issues. He can't sit and spend days like I do researching molecular virology. I mean, it's just not even feasible. So yeah, but what he the Donald just, hears about this is what the people... That's right. But it, all he has to do, well, he's smart. So all he has but, to do is see some of those data numbers. If he sees, if somebody gets him some of those that data, if he knows the data of how many people have been dying, I have a heart, I mean, I don't know. I, it it kind of, if he's completely well, surrounded but, with people protecting me, his information, maybe. But I don't know. Or if he's going to get killed well, let and me, he's let working me play the back channels. Advocate here. Okay. Well, let me play devil's advocate here because a lot of people ask me about this and people argue with me. And I'm just going to, you know, listen, I don't shy away from what I believe. Um, you know, we try and get this information to him. But for every one of us that try and get this information to him, He's got someone who's been in his circle for however many years, and everybody tells them how. Look, remember, he's hearing information. If I send information, you know, through the channels to Eric Trump or Don Jr. or to you know uh, to him, first of all, there's a huge question whether any of them ever see it, and second of all, even if they do, you've got a guy from Ohio versus a guy that the Donald has probably known for years who's telling him, no, they're safe and effective. And, uh, and oh, that guy from Ohio, he's a nut. He's a this, he's a that. Now, every piece of data I've got has been triple, quintuple verified. I'm right. That's why I'm still here. I haven't made mistakes. But he's got people who, he, who claim to be people he can trust who are evaluating this, and, and uh, they don't know what we know. I just had a conversation with someone very close to the Donald. I'm not going to say who. Uh, I don't like name dropping and I'm not trying to get credit. And I asked him some questions about this whole thing. They had things, they they thought that dates on things were off by several years. I mean, they, they were completely wrong about the the timeline, the narrative, things like that. And I don't mean wrong, like debatably wrong. I mean, show you you're wrong well, but okay. i don't think it's but, my firm belief go ahead it's my firm belief that the donald has been lied to so much on this i think he's had a hell of a time figuring out figuring out which way to go with this and you know i mean we're getting to the point where he can no longer say well you know i just didn't know but I think that it's really been something where, I mean, you got to remember, we just had Deborah Burks come out and say, yeah, we lied to Trump all the time. You know, all the people who everybody says are the smartest people in the news and in the room have been lying to him. And don't forget also that a lot of people who are supposed to be his allies, think Fox News. Fox News has been 100 percent on board with these jabs, including certain reporters who are very close to the Donald. These guys are the guys who would normally be saying to him, yeah, you should be looking at this. But they all got bought off, too. Yeah, right? but he's close to so, OAN. He goes on OAN a lot, and OAN is all over yeah, this. They are, and OAN's done a wonderful job, and I like OAN. But, yeah, I, again, for my part, I can't – I'm speculating as to what's going on with the Donald. Uh, my belief is that uh, I, think, I think he has – done the best, but I think he's been getting conflicting information. I am 100% confident that what we're saying and doing is correct. But I also think that, uh, you know, we have to keep in perspective that as I'm trying to push what is clearly truth, who who the hell's Tom Burns? You know, uh, I mean, who, you know, so I have to work three times harder to try and prove myself and to try and demonstrate what's going on. 
you know, it's like when Senator Johnson finally was willing to listen to us on the DOD stuff, you know, and he's been he's been wonderful, by the way. He's one of the few guys who've really been legit on this. You know, it took a long time and a lot of effort to build up enough credibility to get him to listen. And then he, you know, I mean, I have to tell you, he made me triple check and verify that stuff in more ways than I could count. Um, and and that's fine. You know, we've got, I've got to, for my part, I view it as something where I've got to be humble enough to recognize that these are big, powerful people with lots of connections, and I'm I'm trying to convince them that other big, powerful people with lots of connections are liars and crooks, and I'm a nobody. So I've got to I've had to work very hard to try and help people to see I may be a nobody, but I'm right, and uh, it's taken time. We're getting there though. We're winning. It's just taken time, and we're but winning. I got to tell you, Tom. The we the people. Keep going. I, I, yeah. I'm just saying we, you know, I, I'm a nobody too, but not because I, I, I hadn't tend to be, always been right on all this stuff too. I've interviewed many people. I got totally shut down along with a lot of others. Our, just the group of people that are suing, you know, we're in our freedom of speech lawsuit. Us together, we had more volume than yep. CNN, Fox News, than any one of those networks did at, at, you know, on our yep. shows. So together, the, 15 of us or whatever, were a bigger group than any of the, ma- the mass media channels. and But now we're yeah. censored into oblivion. So they took us and turned us into a no, or tried to turn us into nobodies. It's very frustrating. But if they would have listened, if they would, this is why the First Amendment is, so issue, well, is such a big deal. I know he's fighting it. But he knows that we and others are being censored to the hilt. And he knows, he goes on OAN, he knows what OAN is. They're, OAN's doing a wonderful job of covering this, right? Pearson Sharp, he's a wonderful yeah. journalist. And so, I don't know, there's a point where Trump needs to come out. And part of me thinks that there's a lot of politics behind the scenes when it comes to the vaccine. And there's... It's almost yep. there's something else going on that people will die unnecessarily in other ways if that happens and they're not willing to go there. I don't know. But and maybe by the time he well, realized I it mean, was I, the case, there was nothing he could do. I don't know, but I, I have some issues there with this. And I know you do, too, but you've got you're giving him the benefit of the doubt because he's yep. a fighter in every other way for the cause. He has. He's been great for our country. And he's fighting a lot of necessary fights, and I am willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because of that. Um, You know, listen, and I I do disagree with you firmly on something you said. Uh, You are not a nobody. Uh, Your crew is not nobody's. You guys have given me a platform to help educate people, and but for people like you who have been willing to listen to people like me, I'm I'm even smaller platform. So I'm I'm super grateful for what you and all you know SGT and X22 and all you guys have done for me, uh, and helping me to get the word out because it saved lives. And honestly, the reason that we're going to win this is because enough people have re- rejected this because they've heard the truth that we have a control group that's undeniable in the population. So I mean, yes, that's ultimately. True. This is this has been a successful fight, and the the problem is how many people we're going to lose on the way. But, you know, as far as things go with the Donald, I agree with you. It's time for him to speak out. It's past time. I'm praying to God that he hears us. And, you know, hey, anybody that's listening, we're on Truth Social at Tom Renz, and I keep posting stuff to try and get to him because he's on there. Help me. Help me get it to him. That's um, right. You know, uh, share my Substack with them. Share my stuff. That you know, this is this is the process. Uh, you know, I don't feel entitled or like I deserve to be listened to just because of my, you know, my existence. I have to earn that respect. I have to earn those things, and that's what we do every single day. That's why we work so hard. But the sad part is, is that we have been in remain to this day correct about everything we've said on COVID. And because the frustration stems not because I think that someone should listen to me because I'm special. The frustration is there because every day that they don't listen, another person dies. Another thousand people die. That's right. And the, the, I have no problem with earning my way 
you know, into a position of respect. The problem I have is that while I'm doing it, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands more are dying. And so we have to do it in very expertly. You have to do it a lot faster than I probably deserve, and uh, we, but we have to keep doing it. So it, we're getting there. Uh, you know, I mean, we're getting ready. Like I said, we're getting ready to drop these bombs. Yeah, I mean, the gain of function stuff we can demonstrate in literally three minutes. Um, we don't need a five-hour hearing. Uh, we we've got. Like I said, this SSA death file uh, was That's a big huge. deal. I want to show that graph, by the things. way. Oh yeah. I'm going to show that. Yeah, please, yeah. please. And if, if uh, I'm happy to share the whole presentation with you. But um, I think it's on my website. If it's not, just let me know and How we'll, long we'll get is it for it? you. But, uh, because there's a bunch of really important graphs. Uh, only 10 slides, I believe. Um, so about 10 but minutes, But we've got some really minutes? critical things in there. Yeah, the whole presentation is maybe 15 minutes. You know what? If I can, uh, I'll air it after this show. Wonderful. Yeah, I hope people will watch it because it's really an important thing. You know, I mean, we have in there, we can show based on these death numbers, there was no pandemic until in children until they started giving the jabs. Uh, kids weren't dying. Numbers were the same. No, they were and almost they nothing. giving the jabs and kids started dying. Yep. It's, yeah. It, yeah, but I see, mean, we're, Tom, we're know, fighting genocide. We're fighting, we're fighting crimes against humanity and genocide, and it couldn't be any more serious. We're going to have more people dying than, than we, what we saw in Nazi Germany. What, you know, we have no idea. Is it going to be as much as what yeah. Mao killed in China or what happened, to, you know, the Bolsheviks in Russia? could be more than that. I mean, because we had the shutdown of the global food supply chain, too, which, you know, there's a lot of other things going on that yeah. they're doing to attack humanity. I mean, we're talking about killing of yep. more innocent lives than any genocide in human history. That's what we're fighting. And if you're not willing to get on this hill with us, then what the hell are you willing to fight for? That's what I'm at. It's like there's well, nothing more important than this. No, no. And and so it's it's not. When you interview me, typically people are talking to me about my work on COVID because that's been the most high profile. But I, I've got my fingers into the food supply stuff, the energy supply stuff, southern border stuff, election stuff. I mean, I've I got my nose into about everything you can have your nose into one way or another and uh is one of the things i'm trying real hard to do is to expand get you know build the firm build the lawyers build the army yes, of yep. good people willing to fight need. this yep. and well and as we do that I, you know i'm looking very much forward to uh to being able to you know really go public with some of these other things that we're doing because you know i mean child sex trafficking that's right. How can we let that happen? It's happening. You, you guys, can't. You can bury your head in the sand and pretend it's not, but it's happening. And are you okay with that? You know, are you okay with these things that are happening? Are you okay with them, you know, $5, $6 gas? Are you okay with food being absolutely unaffordable? I mean, how about the fact that you can't buy non-GMO food half the time, and if you want to you're look you're paying double or triple are we okay everybody wants to just eat this gmo food do you, what you trust bill gates and his gmo food i mean why do you think gates and china are buying all of our farmland what because they're good guys that just happen to like uh, humanity and want to make sure farming's more efficient i don't think so you know i mean there is a war occurring in every way but the traditional you know guns in the street way which praise god that there's no violence and you know, when I get up in the morning, I am acutely aware of the fact that the fight I am fighting is to ensure that we don't get to that point because the other side wants that. There's nothing the other side would want more than to, to see violence break out in the United States because, you know, the only way that, that the U.S. can actually fall is if we the people start turning on each other. So we've got to stay together, but we've got to, but we've also got to recognize that there is a war against our way of life and against our freedoms. And if we don't stand together for freedom, you don't have to agree on politics. You don't have to agree on economics. You don't have to agree on anything except for freedom. If we can't all come together for freedom, we're doomed. That's right. That's right. If you can't unite on this, you can't unite on anything. And it's, it, 
So what do you need to say before we end this show out? I want to make sure you get everything you want in because you are, you're, you know what? You really are being driven by God. I mean, you're just doing your, your forces. I'm going to do what's right. And I'm going to keep doing the best I can with the integrity I have. And that's why I love you so much. So I want to give you the floor. Well, I, I want to first say something. You got to understand something. I do my very best to fight with as much integrity as I can, but I, I always feel the need to make the disclaimer, and maybe I don't need to, but I have to on a personal level. I'm a soldier. I'm a fighter. Uh, you know, Jesus turned the other cheek seven times, seven times, and uh, I'm not as good as he is. I'm not. I fail all the time. I get mad. I want to punch someone back. I get uh, frustrated, and I, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going after these guys. Uh, I'm a broken soldier. I'm a broken Christian, and so, you know, I want to make sure that people understand. I do my best, but I'm a fail. I fail. So, so understand that, and understand that, despite that, we still fight with as much integrity and for the right cause as humanly possible, and that's important because I want anybody else that feels like I do, like you're imperfect to understand that that doesn't mean you can't fight. So you need to do that. Um, the other thing is, is I want people to pay attention. We're getting ready. We've been quiet all summer because we've been building. I'm going to be dropping a lot of bombs coming up. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff over the next few months. We've got all sorts of things planned, all sorts of things happening, and we're going to need help promoting it. The biggest thing that we have to do right now is we need to continue developing our platform to get truth out everywhere. Follow us on our Substack. Follow us on True Social. Check my website regularly. We're going to start. We're going to be really getting back to being more active publicly again because we have to start promoting. You know, you spend months and months researching, learning, and studying. Then you have to educate people on what you found. That's what we're getting to now. Uh, and taking action. I mean, that includes lawsuits. That includes this. That includes that. It includes a lot of stuff. We've got all sorts of plans coming. So I want people to I want people to understand the fight is nowhere near over. Uh, the Revolutionary War was years, not days. And I know I've heard from my patriot brothers and sisters, from the people on the front lines with me. We're tired. I'm exhausted. I just want to get back to life. I get that. I get that. But if you can't sacrifice now, if you can't stay steadfast in this now, there is no getting back to life. We can't negotiate with the evil that's attacking our world. We have to defeat it. And defeating it doesn't mean beating it back a little bit because it's going to come back twice as hard. If you cut one head off the hydra, it comes back with two more. If go for the heart, we're going for the heart. We have to keep going. We have to remain steadfast and resolute. We have to earn our freedoms back. We have to earn our nation's future and our children's future. And we have to stand no matter what, no matter how ugly it is. And remember, the most dangerous animal is a cornered animal. In a lot of ways, we have cornered these guys. And I've known for a long time that if we got them cornered, they're going to get a lot more dangerous. And they are. They're getting more dangerous because they're doing stupid, random, radical things because they know we've got them. So we have to press our advantage particularly between now and the election, we have to triple down on everything. We have to really step up. So I just, you know, if you could support us with prayers, we've got our give, send, go on my website. If you can do that, um, true social cloud hub, getter, uh, anywhere you can help us. We, we just need help in any way that you can, whether it's getting the message out, whether it's financially, whether it's prayers, whether it's, uh, forwarding messages. Let's see a hundred thousand forwards to Donald Trump on True Social. God bless him, and they should all be respectful because he's fighting for us. But we need him to be aware. We need him to be aware that even if we're not the biggest guy names on the block, we're right, and we're fighting that fight for freedom with him. Mega Mega has never been and will never be about any one person. Mega is about exactly what it says, making America great again. We are here to do that. Donald Trump leads that movement for sure. 
and we we got a lot of respect for him and for all that he's done and for all the persecution he stood through. But we, the people, are the ones that are going to make America great again. And we need to be resolute and continue the fights. So there's my rant. That's great. I appreciate it. Again, what's your website? www.rens-law.com. It's R-E-N-Z-Law.com. And uh, at Tom Renz on Truth, Tom Renz on Substack.com, uh, at Tom Renz on Getter, and uh, I believe at Renz Law on Cloud Hub. Well, and people, stick around because I'm going to replay that uh, your presentation that was shut off by Verizon so more people will see it. More people will see it than would have originally seen it at the conference. I, I hope so because it's, it's incredibly damning. And remember, Fauci can say he didn't have the number from the insurance company, but he can't say he didn't have the SSA master death file. I mean, there, there's no question. They have this. They saw these spikes, and they continued trying to force this poison on your children. Think about that. Thank you, Tom. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. God bless you, Sarah. Thank you for all you do. Well, thank you all. Thank you all, and God bless you. I got, uh, I got some numbers to go over with you all today, so I got to actually have this thing in front of me. So, it's been a while since I've dropped any numbers, and uh, I had a couple people tell me, well, we need more numbers. And I'm going to tell you, the reason that I, I slowed down on it was that for the last few months I've been so busy, I, I actually have to be a lawyer sometimes. <laughs> um, it's been very, very busy, and we've been doing a lot of that, and uh, it, it's good. It's made progress, but we have new stuff. We have a lot of new stuff. And over the next few months, you're going to really see what we're doing ramp up. Someone pointed out that it's getting close to election time. They're like, you planned that. I was like, well, not really, but it worked out. <laughs> so today, I'm going to try and move through, because I know otherwise Clay's going to be beating that gong and making me come down before I get done. So um, we're going to go to the next slide here. They told me I can click, but I don't want to screw it up, so I'm just going to say next slide. Uh, we've got the SSA data file. Now, y'all have heard a little bit about these life insurance companies, right? Oh, by the way, before I forget, uh, shockingly, uh, it seems like there's a bit of an issue with the bandwidth here. Like, Verizon seems to not be letting us get the signal out to live stream this. Now, God bless Clay Clark, who is recording this, but I'm going to ask... I want to make sure that everybody sees this, so once it's up, if it doesn't get streamed, please help share this. I want everybody to see this. And I'll tell you why. This SSA death master file, that's the Social Security Administration. Fauci can say, well, we didn't have the information the life insurance companies had. He can't say they didn't have this. This is their data, right? And as I go through this, this is probably the most comprehensive death records in the country because it covers just about everybody. It's not perfect, but it gets just about everybody. So next slide. There's a few key things we're going to pull out of this. Uh, we're going to be talking about increase in deaths. Now, this is really the core thing here. I don't know if you heard, but there was a, the worst pandemic in human history it popped up back in 2020, if any of you remember that. <laughs> Worst in history. I mean, this, this, was, this made the, the, the Black Plague look like nothing. Worst ever. We needed to wear masks to keep ourselves safe. In fact, there's still people wearing masks to keep them safe, I guess. Um, we also needed to push out a new gene therapy jab that is not a vaccine, but we redefined the word vaccine to include gene therapies. By the way, in case this is unclear for any fact checkers, you can look up Moderna's 2019 SEC filings from Moderna, not from me, and they say mRNA is a gene therapy. 
okay? So this is established. You can fact check that yourself. Um, gene therapy. We had to hurry up and get these out because they were going to, and they were safe and effective, by the way, uh, and they, they were going to save us from this pandemic that was killing the entire universe. I'm not going to read all this to you. You guys can look at the details later, but what I'm going to tell you is there might be a few issues with that line of thinking. If we go to the next slide, this shows the SSA death master file for all ages. I'm going to point to a couple things here. First of all, this is for a lot of years. This, this little spike here, this is the spike when it first hit. You know when everybody died? You all died, in case you didn't know. Everybody died. Everybody died, uh, unless you're wearing six masks. <laughs> this spike, you may notice, is not as high as this spike or this spike. Well, that's shocking because this was the worst pandemic in history. And once it hit, some people would have started having natural immunity. The four people that survived would have probably had natural immunity, right? The CDC's acknowledged natural immunity. The CDC has these numbers, so does the FDA. But, interestingly enough, what happened at the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021? the most safe and effective vaccine in human history was released. I'm, gonna, I'm, not, I'm not pretending to be a scientist, but let's see here. It seems like more people died when the jab came out than when the COVID came out. I want to point out another spike over here. You know what this is? Well, there's that, but this is also when everybody had to go back to school. Remember when those college kids that didn't get the jab, those teachers that didn't get the jab, were told if you want to go back to school, you got to get the jab? Well, that worked out well, didn't it? Okay, next slide. Okay, next slide is 18 to 40-year-olds. Okay, so we saw a spike in deaths, you know, early on. But the big spike didn't start early on. That big spike seems to coincide quite a bit with them going back to school, didn't it? Next slide. This is the over 65s. Now, there's a couple things that are really important here. Again, we see the, uh, when they were really pushing the mandates. You know, this was, this was a big deal. They're pushing these mandates hard at that point. But what happened here? If you recall, when the jabs were first authorized, we had to prioritize at-risk people. So everyone in a nursing home got this forced on them whether they liked it or not. Our disabled brothers and sisters were forced to take this. We saw the horrible videos from California where they drug these people out of their homes and forced them to get jabbed. Now, those two spikes are really interesting because of the jabs especially in light of the fact that, you know, they line up temporally. This spike is also important, and I'm going to show you why in a few slides. But this is the original COVID, right, when the, the original COVID hit. I'm, here's a hint. What I'm going to show you isn't what you think. Next slide. Here's numbers for you. Numbers are, are wonderful because I think they're easier to see. This is the number of deaths per month in 2020. You know, the worst pandemic ever where there was no safe and effective vaccine. This is the number of deaths in 2021 where there was a safe and effective vaccine that saved us all. And you'll notice that every single month, except for July when nobody was getting jabbed, 
which is why they had to push so hard to get it forced in September, uh, you know, August area. The number of deaths increased. Not by a little, by 29.6%. By 18%, 31%, 18%. Now, I understand. I'm not Peter McCullough smart. I'm not Robert Malone smart. I'm probably not as smart as the guy sitting on the FDA committee that keeps authorizing and approving this for more people. But this is gov these are government numbers. They have this. How do you continue authorizing, approving, and then licensing a drug that's causing more deaths? This isn't arguable. This is math. By the way, um, I was told that we're all white nationalists, even though we're not all white. Um, and I was also told that math is racist. So maybe, maybe that's what they meant. Maybe the fact that I talk about math is why, maybe that's what's racist here. I don't know. Um, whatever. Uh, so, so that's really important. Uh, and again, the highest, the highest increase in death occurred, you know, when the jabs increased. The more jabs, the more death. Next slide. Uh, this is a lot of years showing the deaths for, for kids under 18s. You see a massive spike when the pandemic started? Neither did I. Uh, there was no massive spike. As we said, COVID didn't matter to kids. It's never mattered to kids. Why are we forcing this on our kids? We did see kids die once they started getting the jab. And we're still seeing it. Next slide. This is uh, the under 18 numbers, right? 2020 numbers to 2021, same thing. I thought this was important because as you'll see, no issue until, wait, until what? Oh, they started giving it to younger people. COVID wasn't an issue. There was no difference. When they started giving the jab, people started dying. And the more people that die, got the jab, the more people died, including under 18s. Last slide. This one takes a little bit of explaining. This is important. This is the Medicare inpatient stays and the Medicare deaths. This line is really important. This line represents the outbreak of the pandemic where we saw a huge spike in deaths. See the big spike in deaths? See the huge decrease in hospital stays? I can't prove this, the numbers don't prove this, but the numbers indicate that we should be asking this. How much of that spike in deaths when this worst pandemic in history hit was due to the pandemic and how much of it was due to the fact that people weren't going to get treatment? Remember when no one would go to the hospital? Remember when they were afraid to go to the doctors because everybody was going to die? They stayed home and died. That's what happened. I'm not saying nobody died from COVID. Certainly some did. I know some. They probably would have been saved with early treatment, but that's another story. But here you see it. And don't those spikes seem to be about the same size to you? We're going to be putting out a bunch of other numbers on the website coming up at rens-law.com. But what we have here is critical. This is one of the most important things that I've done in a while, and the reason for that is this. As the FDA had these numbers, as Anthony Fauci had these numbers, as Burks, as all these people had these numbers, they continued to lie to you. They continued to tell you that they have a safe and effective vaccine. 
that was going to save you and that if you didn't get it, you were going to die. The truth, as has happened so often in the past couple of years, was the exact opposite. When the vaccine, uh, number of vaccinations went up, the number of deaths went up. It's just that simple. These numbers show an incredible correlation. Now, correlation is not causation, as my scientist friends will point out, but guess what? They sure show that something stinks. And if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. The law requires them to weigh the risk and the benefit. They broke the law. It's time for accountability. Thank you all.